Hi, this is Julia from CT Improv, and I'm here with Graham Snow. Graham, say hi. Hi. And we are here to talk about who Graham is and all his hopes and dreams and <laughs> everything he finds hilarious in the space of 20 to 30 minutes. Um, yeah. So, Graham, um, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about where you're from and, you know, your childhood, whatever, whatever comes to mind. Okay. Um, well, I was actually born in England um, and moved here when I was three, so hence no accent. Um, but uh, So I'm pretty American, even though that's fun to consider myself as British. But Do people often berate you for not having an accent? Um, or not believe you? Some people don't believe me, yeah. And I, then I have to like put on an accent just to get them to... <laughs> to believe I can do one. <laughs> but, well, uh, since you lived your first three years of life in England, maybe you should just do an accent for a comparable amount of time in this podcast. So for like 30 seconds, just answer your next question in a British accent. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I suppose I could do that. Yeah, no problem. See, I've heard you do this before and I think it's hilarious. Um, so you were born in England and you moved here and... Right. <laughs> and um afterwards uh so i was i lived in um danbury connecticut connecticut for since then um mm -hmm. and that is for those people that are listening from hartford that is about an hour away western connecticut um and i grew up um i guess i'll drop the british accent for now <laughs> perfect um i i didn't, I, I mean, I guess in terms of theater experience, I never really got into theater um, in school or anything. I like, So what were you into? Well, I was into sports, I would say. So, I mean, I knew, like, when I was in middle school and stuff, I would play any sport that I, you know, that was available. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I got to high school, I played soccer freshman year, but then I did indoor track um, in the winter. And then that's kind of started my running career off and... I ended up setting some freshman records and track wow. there. And then, so at that point, my coach was like, you got to keep, you got to stick with this, you know? And as some people might not know, uh, running is really like a full year sport. Like you don't, oh, yeah. you have cross country in the fall, indoor track in the winter and outdoor in the spring. So you're always doing, you're always running. Like there's no. Yeah. Runners are runners. Yeah. And my, my, I went to a really athletic high school in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, where, you know, just about everybody played a sport, uh, except me, <laughs> but that's not important. But yeah, it's the, the other sports are so seasonal that people, you know, they do lacrosse, they do field hockey, you know, and it's right. kind of like a tidal movement of who you are and what you're, what right. you're into. But no, the runners are just runners. Right. And yeah. so it was running all the time and it really... It, I mean, I, since I did it both in high school and college, it kind of limited my ability to do other, you know, extracurricular activities, really. Cause Have you ever read the story, The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner? Oh, I think I've uh, read parts of it. I don't think I've read the whole thing. but It's so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, we should say here <laughs> that I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich, <laughs> peanut butter and honey sandwich, and drinking a beer that Laura brought me when we did her podcast, during which I don't think I said at the time, I consumed like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> May have and anyway. so did she. 
uh, while talking about American Girl dolls. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, running. Do you still run? Uh, not as much anymore. Um, I think, like, since since I've stopped, it's kind of like I can't really just do it for fun. It's either running, like, a goal for, like, if I was, like, a race that I wanted to run that I'd train for. Mm-hmm. But, like, running recreationally is not as fun to me. Like, I enjoyed being a part of the team, mm-hmm. um, competing in, you know, in races. But, like, on any given day, I didn't really want to go and run. <laughs> See, that's so funny because what is it about running that it's this torturous activity but yet brings so – I guess it's I guess it's just pure achievement. You know? Yeah, it is a lot of yeah. a lot of it is achievement, and I mean a lot of it is um, like I guess you know for example like if you're playing if you're playing another sport like soccer or something you, you don't get you can't play soccer and talk to your your friends while you're practicing as much like mm. when you go on a run you just go on a run and um, and you just talk that well when you're when you can talk if you're yeah. not running too fast you can talk to your to your friends. So you kind of, like, build, like, a, a, the teams, like, to me, it was closer, and all my good friends in high school and college were pretty much on the track team. That is so interesting, because I think of, as a horrible runner... <laughs> but, <laughs> but a runner. A, but a runner, yeah. Uh, well, I I think that I realized last year, I ran a half marathon last year, that being a bad runner is incredibly awesome, because <laughs> you're in the back, I think I've told you this, like, I run so slowly that I'm... I'm basically running alongside of people who are working through some really serious shit. Like, either they're, like, in the midst of, like, a 200-pound weight loss. Yeah. <laughs> or they're, like, uh, well, you've heard my story about the guy with one leg. Have you oh, yes, yes, story? yes. Okay, yes, yeah. I ran competitively <laughs> against a man <laughs> with one leg on crutches. Yeah. Um, and, you know, or really old people. <laughs> And that's, like, a really nice thing to do. But I, I think about running as a really solitary activity because the training requires being alone for long periods of time. But you're right. Mm-hmm. It's – I I see that, that if you're running with other people, it is as intensely um, social as it can be intensely solitary. Right, right. So speaking of intensely social activities, <laughs> how did you get into improv? Um, okay. So basically, I guess – Jumping off from the track history, in college, I I was always, like, I always enjoyed making people laugh. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. I, so I was, like, once I got to college, I thought, you know, well, let me uh, check out these, like, these groups that, you know, like, there was a sketch group, there was a stand-up group, and there's an improv group. So I actually tried out in freshman year for all three of them. And I made callbacks for, I think, two, or the, two out of the three. And, uh, and they were all like, oh, yeah, like, we like you, you know, come back in the spring and you know, maybe, you know, like, well, we really like you, so you probably get in or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I went through a semester doing track and, mm. um, school and I realized, oh, I'm not going to have time for that. So, uh, after I graduated, I came home and I was hanging out with one of my friends from high school and he went to, he goes to West, he went to Westcon and he was still in school at the time cause he was a year before me. And he just, uh, casually one day was like, Hey, you should come. We had we started an improv club at Westcon, um, and uh, and I think well, like he was. We were at some restaurant or something, and he was telling everyone to, to come. He was, and like I think everyone's like, oh yeah, okay, cool. But like me, I was like, yeah, awesome. I'm mm-hmm. I'm serious. I don't think he realized. <laughs> I don't know if he realized how serious I was in showing up. But uh, 
But yeah, I went to the next group meeting they had and fell in love with it. Um, and then, uh, and did that for, for the whole school year with them. And then afterwards, like they didn't do it over the summer. So I kind of like getting that itch to, to, to do improv. And I basically found CT through the good old, good old Facebook. Well, you well, found the yeah. mixers first, yeah. Right. Well, so the, yeah, the mixers were uh, um, through Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. I think I friended Connecticut Improv or, or whatever. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! That okay. So, what little side note for listeners is <laughs> part of CT's mission has always and will always be to grow and support the community. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of our members, Vlad. Um, is really committed to this idea, and so he wanted to, you know, we rehearse a lot, but we essentially felt bad for people who who were interested in improv or wanted to try it or were really good and never got a chance to perform because they weren't in a group. So we put together these mixers, which is a bunch of improvisers just improving Ro- together just for one night. Yeah, mm-hmm. rogue improvisers. Um, and they're so great. They're so I've been to so many now. Um, there have been maybe six or seven, and every single one is a different group of people. And and I remember meeting you, I, mm-hmm. and talking about we were all talking about Animaniacs afterwards, <laughs> which yeah. I assume is one of your huge comedic influences. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, so you found CT and you auditioned, mm-hmm. and you were great. And and what has it been like? Oh, it's been awesome. Um, I I love it, and it's. Uh, like, I, I didn't know what to expect because I'd never really been in a, a group before. And, like, but it's pretty much, you know, everything that I thought it would be. And, like, everyone's been very accepting. And, like, we all have, like, you all. I, I noticed when I went to the, even to the mixer, like, the first time, like, that you guys had a, a lot of chemistry right Aww. off, like, right off the bat. Because, like, I remember, like, we went to, what is it, Red Red Rock? Red Line? Red Rock. Red Rock. Red afterwards. Rock yeah, and um, and like you guys were all like, you had all these jokes and like inside jokes and stuff, and I was like, click, <laughs> <laughs> sort of, but not, but like in 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 a way, yeah, I was still felt included, and it was just, but it was like definitely like okay, these guys, you know, have obviously spent a lot of time around each other, and they have a good time. So, um, but yeah, and I was, I, well, actually, I took a class with Claire Zick um, mm-hmm. before I think before the first uh, mixer. Um, but then like I went to the mixer and, and then like literally a couple of weeks later, I think you guys were like, we're having auditions. And I was like, well, why not, why not try out, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I actually remember doing one of the scenes I did for tryout. I I'll, I'll always remember the one I did with you. I have to tell you something. I, when we sat down to like, we talked over everybody who got in and I was like, that scene, it was so good. Like I just felt so comfortable. You know, that scene was very good. It was, um, what was it? Uh, I was, I was kind of like your, uh, you were squire. definitely my minion. Yeah. yeah. Of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, you were a king and you had, uh, the sword and the stone, yeah, right? sword and the stone, but yeah. you didn't want to be king. So you were thinking in reverse and wanted to put the sword back into the stone. So you yeah. relinquished your kingdom. Yeah. And, yeah. Which is kind of, when you think about it, it's like, I had no idea at the time, but like, that's almost a game and like the reversal of a, you know, it's almost like a game of the scene type thing. So, right. so yeah. it's kind of funny, but like, I, I remember that scene and thinking, well, if I don't get in, it's okay. Cause that was a good scene. Oh, see, <laughs> and isn't that just the best that it, you know, with improv, it ultimately comes down to 
a good scene, you know, when, when we're doing really well and the scenes feel good, no matter how bad or like freaky a show is for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. if there's one or two good scenes, everybody's happy. You know, it all comes down to the scene work. I also remember, however, at the auditions, and Greg, who is eavesdropping, I'm sure you remember this, uh, you had to play Caterpillar. Oh, right, And you essentially face-planted. No, an inchworm, an inchworm, an inchworm. Because you face-planted into the dirty stage. (laughs) (laughs) And it was hilarious. But, yeah, you made big character choices then, and you still make them now, and that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. Um... So yeah, CT. It's, we're glad to have you. Sometimes yeah. I feel like tell me how you feel about this. Sure. That you are the straight man to the entire group. Like <laughs> it's like ten crazy people and you. <laughs> you are by far the most well-adjusted member, <laughs> a normal person. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I do. Oh, I on. enjoy playing the straight man. It's fun. <laughs> that you. That was well dodged. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you're a really laid back, easygoing person. So mm-hmm. yeah, almost to a fault. But <laughs> oh my gosh, don't create anxiety because you don't have any anxiety. That would be <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we mentioned Animaniacs, but what are some other? What are some of your other? comedic influences or, you know, that's too weighty. What are a couple other things you find funny? Um, okay. Well, I would have to say, well, a a general thing I could say is, um, I find that people's actual laughing, the sound of people laughing (laughs) makes me laugh. Um, and it's, it's, but it's not just like, just laughing. It's like the genuine laughter. So like when you watch like a Saturday Night Live with like, Chris Kattan or something, and he's cracking, like, he's trying not to crack up, but he, but you can tell he's laughing, like, he's laughing to himself. Yeah. Like, that's, like, the genuine laughter that you, like, you know he can't, he can't keep it in. Um, and so, like, and also some people's laughs are just funny to listen to. You have a particularly uh, notable laugh yourself. Thank you, thank Um, you, I'm aware. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but one of my friends in, in, like, since elementary school like, he had this laugh that I, I'm not going to try and do it, but he, it was hilarious can to you, me. Can you make it a metaphor for me? What did it sound like? Um, well, it was very, like, choppy, but it was almost like, maybe almost like starting, or it's, it's like after you try and start a lawnmower, <laughs> and it's like, uh-huh. gh, 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 you know, it's like at the, so like, like the down. So, like, old lawnmower at the beginning of spring. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Um, but for some reason, I just, I thought that his laugh was hilarious. And of course, naturally, he thought that my laugh was hilarious. Uh-huh. So we just get into like 10 minutes at a time laughing hysterically, forgetting what we first started laughing about. And just because each other's la- And then like yeah. we'd stop. And of course, it's, we'd be quiet. And then Especially when, <laughs> I, I remember that kind of group laughing and it's the best when it, it, you know, it crests and then it, and then everyone goes, ah. <laughs> and then that's so hilarious. Yeah. So uh, that's really interesting that laughing is so reactive, you know, Yeah. to you, mm-hmm. well, to everyone, but you know, when yeah, you say, that, when was, you say, what do you find a... funny? Other people's laughter. Really? That's a really direct response, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Um, 
Yeah, I guess the answer that you might be more looking for is like what shows or movies and stuff that make me laugh. And I look for nothing. <laughs> I merely ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Animaniacs. I loved Animaniacs. Um, I, we, I'm sure we could talk about Arrested Development forever. We could just we quote Arrested Development <laughs> forever. Um, uh, what about, anim- I mean, Animaniacs is special. Mm-hmm. It is really, really, really funny. And there's something awesome to me about kids shows that are secretly kind of training kids to laugh at really, really funny things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you, what are some of your favorite bits from Animaniacs? Ooh, um, let's have to dig through the memory bank now. Um, well, I'll give you, uh, Greg and I love Good Feathers. Good fe- okay. Um, which is pigeons that are, right. like, ba- it's based on Goodfellas and also sometimes, like, West Side Story and stuff. Um, and I also, was it called Good Idea, Bad Idea? Yeah, Good Idea, Bad yeah, Idea. Yeah, that comes into my brain, seriously, about once a week. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm like, this is a good idea, and then I just see the good idea, bad idea. <laughs> and my family was pretty into Chicken Boo, but oh, yeah. I don't really know what was funny about <laughs> Chicken, Chicken Boo. Boo. <laughs> Chicken Boo. Uh, I, I liked uh, Pinky and the Brain, probably. Oh, duh. What am I um, saying? The most. Be just the juxtaposition of the... Shut up, Greg. Who brings up Animaniacs? <laughs> Doesn't mention Pinky in the brain. It's like chicken, <laughs> chicken boo. What's the matter with you? You don't <laughs> act like the other chickens do. You wear a disguise to look like human guys. <laughs> but you're not a man. You're a chicken boo. Yeah, I don't even remember any of the specifics. Just that song. Yeah. Uh, uh, I also liked uh, all the songs they did that, like, all went through the presidents and the capitals and oh, the yeah. country or the states and um, those were always fun. Yeah, I don't know them all, but I know the beginning of the countries one. Yeah, I was kind of a sometimes animaniacs watcher. Oh, okay. Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> like if it was on, like I would put my animaniacs knowledge on the level of like uh, Tiny Toons. Which I also loved. Mm-hmm. And although I guess that was probably earlier. I feel like when I was at that age, I just watched, it was all about timing. Like, mm-hmm. if it was at the time that I was watching TV, I'd watch it. It wasn't necessarily, like, once I got attached to the show, definitely. I probably, like, I need, I wanted to see it, but. Yeah. But it's kind of just like, oh, like if I ate dinner, we always ate dinner around the same <laughs> time. So, like, the show right before dinner was always the one where it's like, wait, not dinner yet. We, we need to finish. And I was like, Legends of the Hidden Temple or so something. So wait, hypothesis. <laughs> okay, so in my house we ate dinner probably around 6.30. Mm-hmm. My other more goody-two-shoes friends ate dinner earlier, so probably didn't watch as cool shows as us. And uh-huh. my friends who ate really late, I had friends who ate dinner late, like 8 or 9, and uh, they yeah. watched more badass shows. Like because Snick. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be watching or Snick or a movie on TV or something because yeah. they weren't eating until later. That's, yeah, that's a good Whoa. Uh, if you want to keep your kids uh, wholesome, eat dinner early. That's if you want to make your kids cool, eat dinner early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is real. I think that's true. I I believe in that observation. Hmm. Um, anyway, okay. So, yes, Arrested Development is amazing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's amazing? I think it's just very clever. Like, all the, mm-hmm. the humor in it is so, like, it's... 
they'll just take a lot of, I mean, off the top of my head, the things I can think of are a lot of the jokes are based on like a word that is just yes. taken for two meanings. Is mind really. And sometimes they'll like find a third meaning for it later. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so it's just, there's a lot of layers and there's a lot, and obviously the characters are just uh, hilarious. And But I also like the fact that like the, the supposed straight man, um, Michael, yeah. is really just as ridiculous as all the rest of them when, yes. it, when you when it, when you break him down because he's he ends up doing just as ridiculous things even though you think he's the normal one well I think yeah they kind of make him mean later on or he's not mean but kind of like a bad person yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he starts doing things for like the yeah. like, reasons that you're <laughs> yeah I think he was intended to be a straight man and then they realized it'd be more fun to just have the whole because what would the consequences of somebody being in that family be you know right exactly yeah oh um, I think my one of my uh it's hard to say but I love the whole team sill thread. Oh, yeah. You know, a drug that inspires teen-like behavior. And, yeah. Oh, man. It's pretty funny. Or Franklin. Franklin the puppet. Oh, my goodness. Love. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess I'd have to mention my favorite comedic movie. Okay. Which yes. is a little off the beaten path, probably, for most people. Um, but it's Mystery Men. Okay. And it's basically... I have not seen it, but I know I've heard that it is. Yeah, good. it's... You, like, people our age are probably like, is that the one with Kel from Keenan and Kel? Who's like... <laughs> is it? Yeah, is it is. Kel in it? Kel is in it. And he's... Oh, a, man. And it's basically like a, a story of wannabe superheroes who have quote-unquote superpowers, but, like, they're not real. They're like... One guy is the shoveler, and he just hits people with shovel. Like, he's good at... <laughs> He's good at maneuvering a shovel. Um, Does he dig, too? Does he have a variety of shoveling moves? Yeah, he's, well, he's got a spade. He's got a, a big shovel. And he doesn't actually do much, much digging. It's mostly just... Whacking. Digging. Yeah, but... Um, but, yeah, so... And then there's the... But it's... There's an actual... The main superhero is... The, the real superhero is Captain Amazing. And he... <laughs> and so, like, he tries to save the day, and then he gets captured, and then it's up to these wannabe superheroes who are terrible at being superhero, Like, they start off getting their butts kicked in the beginning and like they somehow find a way to win. But like the humor in it is just, it, I can give you an example of a scene that's just real quick. I'll, uh, there's a part, so they're talking, so it makes fun of uh, a lot of like superhero, uh-huh. um, genre, like the genre. And so Captain Amazing has an alter ego, uh, Lance Hunt, and he's a billionaire. And, uh, and you know, obviously the same person, but Lance Hunt has glasses um, and he, he wears a suit. And so, like, Lance Clark Kent. Hunt. Right. <laughs> so the characters are they're talking about it, and they're like, they're like, well, everyone, or, like, I think that Lance Hunt and Captain Amazing are the same person. And, of course, everyone else in the group is like, no, 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 they're not. I mean, and then the justification is, Lance Hunt wears glasses. Captain Amazing doesn't wear glasses. And, of course, the <laughs> counter was, well, he takes them off when he transforms. And then the punchline is, that doesn't make any sense. He wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> And it's just that, like, you either it's find true. it funny or you don't. Yeah. But uh, but for some reason, that always just makes me crack up. So would you say that you're a big fan of silliness? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You strike me as someone who really likes just silly things or being silly. It's such an oh, interesting word. I mean, it feels like a little kid word. But, like, that kind of humor and a lot of Arrested Development humor is really silly. And right. laughing at other people's laughs is a really silly, silly thing to do. 
Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I definitely like silly, silly humor. But that's probably why I like Arrested Development because it combines silliness with a clever, like, yeah, just very clever, writing. clever writing. And yeah, and it's a pun machine. Yeah. That's why Greg likes it. Yeah, right, Greg. Puns are always fun. Greg is pretending <laughs> he's not here, but he is here. He's communing with cats. Blank, blank stare, Greg. Um. Okay, so. We're nearing the end of our time together. Okay. Um, so what everyone has to do, which I'm sure you've already heard and listened to the other podcast, so it's cheating, but you have to tell me <laughs> five things about you that I and the listeners don't know. Well, I can. It's okay if I know. I was going to say, if, I hope that it's not just you because well, you know, I, have I have a go-to to, one that you already know. Well, okay. We'll get there. But <laughs> I do have to tell you. I don't feel like I know that much about you, so I'm looking forward to your facts. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Reveal. Um, well, the one that I always go to is that I know the capital of every country in the world. Oh, yes. I did know that. Okay. Let's, um, okay. Denmark. Uh, Copenhagen. Uh, okay. Um, Ethiopia. Uh, Ethiopia is, mm, oh, no. Mogadishu? Or is it? I don't know. So oh, you don't let's know? pretend that's it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I haven't um, brushed up in a while, so this could, um, be, this could end up being a very false statement. Uh, Cambodia. Cambodia is Phnom Penh. Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia is Kuala Lumpur. Oh my god. This is amazing. Uh, <laughs> Antarctica. It's not a country. Good job, Graham! <laughs> that was a trick question. I knew that too, everybody. That is Sababa, is Ethiopia, is that what you said? Oh no! Oh right! Okay. Oh my god! I got He's it been stumped. I, I was under pressure. Uh, it's blame true. It on that. Um, but still, we're very impressed. Okay, number two. Um, I have. Well, I suppose this is some maybe kind of obvious, but I have dual citizenship. So okay. I, I have a British and an English. Uh, Do you British go back a lot? American passport. Yep. Um, so my dad's family is from England, so my dad has a British accent. He actually has lived there long enough to keep one. We should have him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he'd be he'd be an interesting interview as well. Um, but his brother and his family, his brother's family, lives over there. So we we used to go back maybe every other year. Now not as much, but, so, but England's awesome. No. Okay, number three. Number three. Um, I happen to have a very. Uh, Undying love for cats. Oh. Yes. I may have toned it back a bit around your cats just to not creep you out, but I do love I do love <laughs> cats a lot. Um, and I have two cats at home, um, and their names are somewhat interesting. So I'll, one's name is Misty, otherwise known as Misty Boo Boo. Adorable. Or Boo. Most of the time, we just call her Boo for short. Uh-huh. And the other one's name is Pounce. Otherwise known as Pouncer Mush. Oh, well. Or Mush. So, <laughs> Boo and Mush, Misty and Pounce, or... Or whatever. Any, any versions of Our those. cats' names are Soapy and Buffalo, but Joe calls them Abraham Lincoln and Banana, because that <laughs> signifies the level of respect he has for each one of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, uh, what was that, three? Okay, that you, you gotta three. provide two more. Yeah, um... I guess I have an embarrassing one, but I might as well. Perfect. Why not? It's a podcast, right? No one's going to listen to this. Right. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, no. <laughs> I 
I still play Magic the Gathering. <gasps> that is a good one! <laughs> yes, a lot of people, I, whenever like it gets brought up, everyone's like, oh yeah, I used to play that. I, I still play it. Wait, do you find, though, that people are liars? That what once you, you bring up that you still play it, that other people are like, oh, me too? Uh, maybe. I haven't... I don't usually tend to <laughs> try to bring it up that often. There's a specific reason I'm asking you, which is my... I have a friend mm-hmm. um, who works in the film industry, and he um, discovered, basically, that uh, he, he and his friends wanted to play... This is actually Dungeons & Dragons, but they wanted to play Dungeons & Dragons, mm-hmm. like, for... You know, as like a pretend throwback, but then it turns out that like lots of people they knew wanted to do this. <laughs> that once it was opened, you know, a lot of people wanted to do it, and he actually made a, a short movie about it, and it just won all these awards at um, the Tribeca Film Festival. So oh, I'll right. send it to you. Okay, cool. Um, but that's what it's about. It's about like nerd boys growing up being like, "Yeah, okay, we'll do this." Ironically, but then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's oh so real. Yeah. All right. There's definitely a couple examples of that, I think. Yeah. So, all right, last one, last fun fact. Oh, boy. Um, Those were the ones in my head, I think. What do you want to know about me? Okay. You you can Um, prompt me for this one. All right. One thing to ask Graham Snow. Um, What do you want to be doing ten years from now? Hmm. It doesn't have to be a job. You know, okay. like, it's not like a job in every question. So right. <laughs> What's one detail of your life that you would like to be true 10, de- 10 years from now? Um, I would like to, I guess I could say I'd like to have, I'm uh, an architect, I'm mm-hmm. trained to be an architect, um, and I would, in 10 years, I think it'd be cool if I had a building that I designed completely as my own. And built somewhere in the world. That's an incredibly wonderful goal. And with that, <laughs> do you have anything else you'd like to add? Uh, CT Rocks. Ah, he's a company man. <laughs> suck, <laughs> suck it up. <laughs> All right, let's say bye. 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 bye.